Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joseph Maggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studer, Baker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe, Rosenberg's H-Bomb, Sugar Ray, Pandemonium, Brando, The King and I, and the Catcher in the Rye, Eisenhower, Maxi, and he's got a new queen, Marciano, Liberace, Sani, and a goodbye. We didn't start the fire, it was always burning, so was returning. Start the fire. Everyone looks like hey you. now, Whoa. gentlemen, gentlemen, relax. <laughs> What'd you say? Just remember, I'm the one that's not. What? What did you say? Fuck everyone that looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> He's recording. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I'm not recording. I'm not missing that. <laughs> I've already missed enough. I'm back. You are back. And I'm ready. How'd that happen? Who let that happen? Sorry. Yeah, Border, really. Border Patrol let me back in. You missed, it's their fault. Uh, yeah, right. Dude, you're supposed to like tell him the wrong address when he got back. Did like oh. like did that creep on your phone? Or wait, you're not Muslim enough, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to give up my password or anything like that. They're still letting gingers in. <laughs> I, I'm too I'm too white. First they came for the Muslims, I didn't say anything. Then they came for the gingers and I didn't say anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a ginger. Be careful, I'll steal your soul. <laughs> Well, well first, like, you got to have a soul. Never mind. Get in line. He's an atheist. He's, you know, you're going to be sucking dry, baby. <laughs> I'll swallow your soul. Are you saying I got to suck Todd dry? Ugh. <laughs> you heard it here, folks, right? Yeah, here. there you go. There you go. Got to suck him Guinness dry. Again, get Guinness in powder. Get in line. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, then me. <laughs> oh! Wow. Oh, Where'd I, that I, you know, come from? You, know, you, know you know what? I can't, I can't imagine Jeff. So I don't know why. Sucking Jeff, my will to live. <laughs> Jeff finally got me the Infinity Gauntlet. That I oh, that's so sweet. Time to take over the universe. All right. Have I mentioned I need a new car? I really <laughs> want a new car. <laughs> hey, you got uh, you got a Lopan Funko Pop. That's true, that I, I did. There you so. go. You don't need a car. You got a Lopan Funko true. Pop. That's true. He that takes was... me to work every day. But don't <laughs> mistake that he is the Funko guy at all. Don't... Uh, not, not no, a, not according no. To Geek Apparently, Shock the track. audience has given it to Matt. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Even though Matt's like, I stopped collecting. I don't. I just Avengers. That's all no, Avengers. No, X Men. X Men. X X Men. Get it right. Oh, X-Men. you know, fuck everybody. <laughs> He's the Funko guy, and he collects only X Men. There's a lot of Funko. Pops. Andy's right. Fuck anybody who looks like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number three seventy nine. I'm Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked, Andy. Oh, yeah. Wait for another one. Uh, Funko Matt. <laughs> Funker. <laughs> oh. Oh, play that Funko music, white boy. <laughs> and we're to talk week and geek. Uh, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Let's just go right into it. All right. Uh, I saw Logan. Yay. Uh-huh. We'll come back to that, though. Okay. That's a huge that's... thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've all seen Vogan, but we should probably save that discussion yeah. for the end. For anybody yeah. who hasn't, that way they can tune out and come back when... And, uh, you like... know, Andy can sit outside. And right. Andy, yeah, right. Yeah. Which we, we're going to make him do yeah. anyway. I'm watching uh, the new I'll... season of Halt and Catch Fire. I love that show. It's a good show. Is this its last season? This is final, isn't it? Coming out with... Sorry, the last one on Netflix. So it's oh, okay. Behind, okay. So. Oh, okay. <clears> Excuse me. Is that that show still running? Yes. Uh, I think this is the fourth and final season that's about to air. You're on three, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, because only the first three seasons are on uh, Netflix. The The first one was really good. I started watching the second season, and then for some reason they didn't have all the episodes in for season two on Netflix, and then I kind of forgot about it, but... uh that okay. happens. It's mm. it's really the first one was really good because it was a fictionalized uh, 
version of the first clone, the first uh, IBM PC clone. Which doesn't Which sound you, like it's compelling television. But but it is, because no, it, it was doesn't. quite the, uh, you know, back then it was quite the coup, because, you know, IBM had spent all this money writing their, their custom BIOS, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, somebody, you know, cracks that BIOS, but writes their own can, version yeah. that's to avoid lawsuits, and, you know, that's when we started getting the PC clones out there, but... Again, it does not really, sound like compelling television. It's good, though. It's got Le- clones, man. Oh, I They're see. They're the new zombies. <laughs> oh, they should have called it the IBM, IBM The Clone Wars. Right. See? And it's got, well, it's got Ronin in it. Hollywood, <laughs> talk to Todd. He's got it. I got your log line, man. Yeah. Jesus. Nice. So so we'll get to Logan later on. <laughs> okay. We will be having full spoiler talk. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, just shut it off at that point. We'll, I feel, we'll I feel warn like, you. We'll I feel warn like you. Matt, I've been too busy to do much. Yeah. So I haven't seen much. That. I actually watched a couple episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., rewatching the first couple ones, knowing where, I know, knowing where it goes. And it's mm-hmm. very interesting to watch those first couple the first episodes. Season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now that you know where, gonna, where it's going to end up. Sure. I, 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 f- I literally fell off in the middle of beginning of third season, actually. Okay. Not with Hive? Sorry? No, it's not. Third season. Is that with Hive? I, I think Hive? it is. I think that's Yeah, but he it. got a penicillin shot. He's fine. Yeah, so it didn't take long. <laughs> mm. Didn't take long. Science! Science! So, Jeff, yesterday... Uh, picked up my copy of Horizon Zero Dawn. I blame you, by the way. And has not stopped playing it since. Oh. He has, I mean, a little background here. The only time I see Jeff play anything anymore, it's almost to the point I, I stopped thinking of him as a gamer because he plays Batman games. That's all I've seen him play. Whether it's you know Lego Batman or the the Arkham City that that sort of I think thing that's all we've heard him review Batman yeah. and Halo <laughs> yeah Batman and Halo okay that's it he, that's his two games well and I, Resident Evil Sorry. I would watch that show mm-hmm. which by the way I bought and I blame you because I haven't played it yet because you left Zero Dawn in the PS4 yes made it made and it, it very loaded easy. Up, like I I cute nice logged into my profile it started loading up and I was like eh. It looked pretty cool when I was watching you play it, so I'll give it a shot. You didn't want to walk. And then I haven't been able to put it down since. Six feet over to the PS4. It is a compelling <laughs> game. Uh, you're fur- you're further in the game than I am at am this I point. Am I really? Yeah. I, I, I haven't f- really played that many hours, though. Maybe we just veered in different directions I might in the open have. world parts. but yeah. What is, for those people out there who don't uh, know? Horizon Zero Dawn, a PS4 game uh, only. It's an exclusive game. Yes. Uh it takes place in these very Celtic tribal groups who have been at war with each other, except it is in a world that has passed on, to use a Stephen King term, gunslinger, because this tribal Celtic world is on top of a high-technology world that went awry. So there's these wandering, seemingly biomechanical robots that are the fauna of the the world along with your you know average raccoon geese and everybody else that you can hunt but that's the dangerous creatures in the game are these beautifully designed robots wow. all right that, that sounds kind of like dying earthish the the way super far in the future well yeah it, to the point that everything is all the past is lost and yes humanity's kind of starting all over when you when you're exploring ancient ruins you find uh uh ancient (laughs) bracelets which are wristwatches yeah so okay that kind of thing yeah yeah it's it's clear that some kind of like technological cataclysm has happened and 
somehow humanity started forbidding learning about their past to move forward so that they've turned into these little religious tribes that are, you know, you know, this is forbidden. It's forbidden to go here, and there's all these. And their religions uh, are based on that these these robot entities are bad yeah. from an evil serpent kind of thing, and it's so I, the world that it builds is amazing, and it, it's, it's gorgeous. It l- slowly unfolds what it is over time, but uh, I haven't played it far enough to figure out exactly what that is. As I, I mean, it's obvious that it's a, a high end AI that went bad, uh, but that much that's all I know. But the gameplay is compelling. The battles are great. Uh, Jeff doesn't like the stealth, but I enjoy the stealth moments of the game. I like the stealth stealth. to a point. It's just when I'm spending half an hour hiding in reeds, waiting (laughs) for these things to come to me so that I can kill them, so that I avoid setting off the alarm that alerts all the other things, and they all come running at me and killing me, that's what I don't like. It's like, it just... Because you spend, I'm not kidding, I literally today, I spent half an hour hiding in this little patch of reeds that they can't see you in, and then there's a little uh, function where you can you can whistle, and it, you know, distracts, but you can only do one at a time, so you can only, you have to basically aim for the one you want to distract, and then you whistle, and then it starts coming towards you, and then you can do like this little silent kill thing, and then you sit there and wait until another one comes in your field of view, and then you whistle because if you don't, if you like come out like and attack one of them, it alerts all of them, and they all come running at you, and they can overwhelm you like, mm. in an instant. Like it's like it's like instant death, and it doesn't matter how much health you have. So could could we go back to the IBM clones story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not for you, huh? This game? so my friend Doug Citizen is playing the new uh, Zelda game. Yeah, and. Uh, he got stuck in a spot where he kept getting killed by the same orc on horseback and he was trying to throw out some way to sneak past it and, and he just the thing just kept spotting him and killing him. He suddenly he eventually realized that he had to find some way to kill the thing because he was riding his horse. That was the horse who ended up riding for the rest of the game. Oh wow. But it took him like like four or five times being killed before he figured that out. Sure. Well. I, I was interested in that Zelda game until I found out they had uh, quickly breakable weapons. Like, oh. whenever you get a weapon or you make a weapon, you, you only can use it so many times before it breaks. Not to mention the uh, the problems the Switch is having with a glitchy left uh, thumbstick, which apparently is the one that you need to really play Zelda ah. well. So. I mean, that that's one of the things that really took away the enjoyment from, oh, what's that name of the Xbox uh, Walking Dead game? Dead, Dead, uh, Dead Rising? Rising? Dead Rising, yeah. Uh, that All the stuff on that game's just so quickly breakable some stronger than others but everything would break eventually even this even the best stuff so it was like uh i that makes sense in a survival horror game but in an action rpg that makes no yeah. sense to me at all like with the 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 games where you're supposed to be weak that makes sense but uh, yeah I, I can't get behind that i, that I didn't mechanic. find that a problem in dead rising i just uh Held on to the best weapons and fought with the other stuff until I saw something big and then pulled out the big gun, the big weapons. Sure, but my understanding is Zelda is everything's everything goddamn like fragile. That, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't played it. I don't know for sure, but this is the rumblings I'm getting from people who have. Yeah. But uh, I'm still not sold on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it looks like a lot more Wii. That's that's what I've seen mm. from it. And Wii didn't grab me. Gotcha. 
Gimmicky, yeah. yeah. I, I've continued, uh, that's why I've done Geeky. I've continued to post my uh, Star Trek reviews. My I Star love Trek those notes. reviews, yeah. by the way. Thank you. I'm having fun with them. <laughs> I, I got to the first one that it was actually something that was wrong in it enough that it hurt my enjoyment of the show. Okay. Which was Miri, the, the one with the onlys and the, on the uh, grups. Where the, kids. Where, the, where the kids okay. where the kids are all yeah three and four hundred year old so what you're what, doing is you're rewatching the original series and then after each episode putting in a review uh I, I put down notes and i've got like a little checklist of things you know which shirt we have what color shirts die that kind of stuff and which color shirts yeah um, red <laughs> no actually red. so far i got like i got several episodes where red started dying somebody actually yeah. did a yeah, breakdown yeah. and said it's, it's gold yeah yep. but um Miri starts off with this parallel universe thing where they they're it's, they're over the they're over the planet and it actually has the same outline of the continents of Earth, and it looks just like Earth in 1960, and there is no reason, no explanation. It's only there because they needed to work with the standing sets. Has nothing to do with the rest of the story. They didn't realize that. When yeah. I watched it. Oh yeah. I remember loving that show as that episode as a kid. I actually remember calling people grups and onlys, <laughs> but. Uh, they oh. throw out they throw out a one liner about so and so's theory of parallel evolution. See, I thought that. I don't was remember that being that. in that one. I think yeah, that might no, be. It's, in... a, it's a one liner. It's it, like you got to listen to it because they'll drop it real. Huh. They beam down. They look around. And, oh wow! It's a great example of blah blah blahs blah blah blah. And, uh. and it's it's a quick shot. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't have as much a problem. I understand that you know buildings are going to be building shaped because that, they work that way. That's you know the their the the structure yes. builds for it, uh-huh. but. The continents being the same exact shape that, is really yeah, that, that's a weird, that throws me. That's a weird and there's no reason to do that. You could put anything in that shot. You know, it's only a half second shot that they. Yeah. When I when I was doing the watch of original series, doing that, that full run in order, that was the episode I remember my eyes glazing over in the most. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it absolutely. And it's got a heavy, that one's also got a heavy creepy factor because the uh, the adolescent girl who's about to turn into a horrible zombie monster is. Seriously, macking on Kirk, and then he ends the whole thing, you know, at the end saying, "Oh, I don't date older women." It's like, "Ooh, that's creepy." And you know, <laughs> uh, inappropriate joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, I don't. I didn't have the problem with that episode that that you guys did. But are uh, you watching the remastered? Yes. So the remastered. Yes. Has them orbiting a planet with the exact same outline yes. of continents. Well, so did the original one, too. Yeah. If you, if you switch to the original. Effects. Yeah, that'd be really easy to Bizarre. fix. In the, yeah. Because they, it's not like they, they beam down and go, wow, the continents are just like on Earth. Right. That's, that's <laughs> a bizarre choice on the remastered part of it. It is. I get, probably just... Keeping the integrity of Yeah, because the they'll get yelled at if they yeah. don't. Yeah, you're right. They will. They would get. They'd get yelled at a lot. You changed the planet. You yeah. can't change track like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I I that, saw Florida. I saw Florida. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the other stuff hasn't bothered me. That one's like, yeah. <laughs> what else to do, guys? I am making my way through Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. Oh, you bought it. Uh, I, it was gotten for me. Oh. So, uh, Torgo got it for me. Yeah. So how's, that, how's, that, how's it so far? It's it's great. It's interesting because his prose style is very much in the vein of the mytho- the mythology books you would have read when you were younger. Okay. But <clears throat> he deals with the Norse myths, you know, in their rawness. It's not like it's expressly 
you know, sexual or violent, but he doesn't shy away from it or sugarcoat it either. So you get the story on how Sleipnir, which is Odin's eight-legged horse, was born because Loki transformed himself into a mare to lure away a stallion to thwart a giant's plot, you know? Uh And then Loki gets pregnant and has the... The Loki mare gets pregnant and has sounds the, like the, some Loki do right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, you can't you can't really see Tom Hiddleston doing that, but <laughs> you can't. But, I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Tom, but um, it's fun. We're, He's got wide range. Just don't remember. <laughs> He's got to be the kind of a horse. And, yeah, after a horse, <laughs> that range is wide. Uh, That's girthy. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, we're we're building up to Ragnarok. Hiddleston's got those childbearing hips. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're building up to Ragnarok, and that's where I've that's where I've left off. All right, until I finish it. So I'm enjoying it. It, but it is cool. And he's he actually has told like two myths that I didn't know or didn't have the full details on, because he goes through an introduction. He talks about <clears throat> a lot of the stories that aren't there anymore that we've lost. Huh. And he said a lot of people don't realize it. You read so much, especially there are tons of stories about Thor. Thor is like really big and there are Odin stories too, but there were tons of others. And he's like, think if the only Greek myths were Theseus and Hercules and all the others did not, you didn't know about. Who's huh. Theseus? That, that's, uh, yeah, 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 there you go. Fact check Andy, folks. So uh, striking again. Yeah. So it's really it's 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 very cool. It's very cool. It makes me nostalgic because I remember when I was a kid reading my mythology books, just like totally getting engrossed in them, and it kind of made me nostalgic for that time. I was always engrossed by the Norse mythology. Yeah. I really, I when even yeah, like you as a young child reading about it and going, "That's freaking cool." <laughs> in fact, it was kind of one of the first things that made me go, "Hey." Why is this any less relevant than, you know, other religions, quote-unquote? So. Didn't, uh, was it Scully that, uh, something to do with the, the religious stuff posted up at his, at his work? where uh, Yeah, the, he, uh, he petitioned his HR. Um, they were, uh, they were doing um, Christmas church, church decorations of, of their cubicles. Okay. Wasn't it, Andy, Christmas? Yeah. Yep. And he petitioned HR. To celebrate Odin's Day. Well, yeah. And Odin. he laid out a whole argument for it, and he submitted it, and he got it approved. Hey! So now every holiday season, he d- does his cubicle up for Odin's Day. That's well, terrific. Thor yeah. and Odin were bon- both born on the same date. Which They're both on the, right. the, ma- the modern calendar is... Thor's Day? Uh, December 25th. Thursday. I like it. Thursday. I was going to say Gregorian. I don't know. I, I'm scared now. He threw me. God, I was trying to. I was trying to throw you bone there. Uh, I didn't hear you fully what you said. If you oh, just no, said, okay. you know, uh, never mind. Jeff throwing bones. Uh, yeah, I know. And talking about boning while he's doing it. You weren't. You weren't noble enough to pick up that bone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the waggling your eyebrows doesn't work on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There are probably dozens of people laughing right now. <laughs> but they're dozens. all Canadian. Just, all just dozens. dozens. <laughs> oh, he was using the wagging eyebrows voice. Oh well, yeah, there was he either. Yeah, I could hear the waggling there. There, yeah, that was waggling. 
Uh, finished uh, Good Omens. If you want to know what I thought about that, you can check out the Geek Shock uh, book club page. So Geek we're discussing Shock. Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Uh, so once I finished that, I started two new other books. Um, tonight begins season two of Happen Leonard. Uh, Mucho Mojo was the second book that uh, Joe Lansdale wrote in the ah. Happen Leonard series. And so the first season of Happen Leonard followed the first book really well. So I'm assuming they're going to do that with this uh, second book. So I'm trying to race the So you've show. already watched the first season of Happen Leonard? Yeah, it came out last year. Oh, well, what's the one that just came up on Netflix then? Is that that's probably the that's probably first season. Yeah, okay. it's on it's yeah. on uh shoot not FX. It's on um, TNT or one of those. I don't know. Yeah. AMC. Yeah, I watched a couple I episodes Could be of that. AFC. Yeah, watch a couple episodes of that. I was really impressed with Happen, that. If, yeah, watch yeah, Happen that's Leonard. Amazing. If, if you like uh Southern dark humor crime, mm-hmm. then that's what you want. Yep. It's and the the book series uh at least that first one was great and the second one is starting just as good. Mm. Although the first season does cut into that second book a little bit. Oh, interesting. So there, there's some crossover stuff to transition it well, obviously. But yeah, so I'm racing the TV show while reading it. Okay. Uh, also reading Ghost Road Blues by Jonathan Mayberry. Uh, he won the Bram Stoker Award with this book in 2006, 2007. Uh, the first of his Pine Deep trilogy. All I know is it has supernatural happenings, and it happens with the largest and scariest haunted hayride attraction on the East Coast, so already I'm, I'm that is right I'm up in. your alley. Yeah, so if it's about haunted house attractions in horror, yay, I'm in. Uh, real quick, if anybody's interested in watching Happen Leonard, it's actually on Sundance Channel. Sundance so, Channel. So yes, uh, don't go looking for it on AMC because you won't find it. So <laughs> my apologies. But you know, I'm glad you cleared that up. But you can watch the first season on on uh, Netflix now. Uh, speaking of story stuff, uh, you might be interested, especially those who are into Lovecraft fiction. Yeah. Uh, if, are you familiar with a website called Story Bundle? No. It's yeah. Kinda, it's kind of like Humble Bundle. You know, if you're familiar with that website where they make a bundle of items available using Humble Bundle. It's a group of video games. Some are books. Some are mobile games. And a percentage goes to the authors of said entertainment. A percentage goes to the website. And a percentage goes to charity. Uh, Story Bundle is just ebooks. So if you have a Nook, Kindle, Kobo, whatever you ebook on your phone, uh, they have one or two bundles available at any given time. Uh, Nick, the author Nick Mamatas, who kicked off the book club with uh, I am. Yeah, we can't hear that on the thing. Don't worry. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> he couldn't hear you over the sound of the eye, Sandy. <laughs> Somebody Mom- has to design a refrigerator that crushed ice doesn't make noise. <laughs> Nick, Nick Mamatas, who wrote, uh, what, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the new book. With oh, I Am Providence. I Am Providence, thank you. Uh, has curated a, series, a group of Cthulhu books for Story Bundle for the next 16 days. Ooh. So it and if you pay the, uh, I think it's fifteen dollars to get all the bonus books. I think that nets you a total of like twelve books. So most of them short story collections, but yeah. uh, and some of them novels, including uh, two from Mamatas, who's known for being a Cthulhu writer. Right. So Mamacas. Yes, okay. Mamacas. Uh, <laughs> Mama very Mama into say. Cthulhu. Okay. Uh, California dreaming. Uh, Nobody's goes, getting fat, but. Well, that's that's Mama you know that's what California songs are, right? <laughs> the California songs are to lull the deep one off the co- off the West Coast mm. into its 
complete slumber. California is actually named after that demon off the West Coast. That's why you get so many songs about California, one after the other, over the course of the last few decades, because these are all sacrifices the entertainment industry makes to this water demon. I'm not boying it. So, the, so we're the disciples of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They have a lot of. They're just one of the many of California no, no girls. Doubt. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So under California the, under the bridge is about a troll. Then yeah. you know, <laughs> Californication. Yeah. California tumbles into the sea. That one. That one caught made waves. Oh yeah. So you're going to hear California songs that for the rest deep. of your lives. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Right in Mariana's <laughs> trench. Yeah. <laughs> It's, which is bigger than Tom Hiddleston's trench, apparently. <laughs> and Girthy. I want to remind everybody, our live show is here in Las Vegas. Uh, that's April 1st. Start at, saving for the airplane. That's right. At noon at the uh, Green Valley Library. So uh, come join us then. Uh, I have to ask, because we brought it up last week. Uh, you said that you're going to... Still doing yeah. it. You're still doing the pepper. Yes. All right. The, okay. All right. Still now, doing it. Are we going to have out. fun and start off the episode with that? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, that's you're not. Even we gonna, may not hear Matt for the rest of the episode. That's gonna. That's not going to be the the big closer. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. That's the big opener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open wider than Tom Middleton. <laughs> are you going to run with that the whole podcast? There you what? go. There you go. Andy's Andy's got his Paul on. <laughs> oh he's, yeah. He's bringing it up. <laughs> Is that a parasitic chair over there? Like, just reaching <laughs> <laughs> on to you? <laughs> so, uh, I believe we have confirmation of a, a guest that's going to join us for the live show. Yes. Geek Shock's own Barry Robb. Who? Will be Dr. Making Blarg. A, will be making an appearance in the uh, video live I show. I don't know this guy. Did, did I ever meet him? Uh, he, <laughs> I think he's before your time. Oh, okay. You, you didn't work with him for several wow, years or anything. Wow, he's old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, long hair guy. Ugh. Talks like, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. Can't oh, smile. Doesn't know how to smile. He has yeah, lady right. hair, right? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, guy. That's guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Man, lady hair. Oh, so it'd be great he, to have Barry back with us for an episode. All right, and a live one at that. Barry Rob is not just two items on his resume. <laughs> what? Barry <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> what uh, else you do, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that that kind of threw my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the railer is back. I almost <laughs> went to go see John Wick too, but it's out of theaters. Ah, whole Andy story there. Almost, there yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, did anybody see Kong? Thursday, I, I will. You. You're gonna go see oh, Kong. Okay. okay. What? What I did? I'm hearing good things. It's, I thought you everybody keeps saying it. it's a lot of fun, and I'm just sitting there looking at it. and I'm like, I'm just kind of tired of all the Kong remakes. Everything I'm hearing is go for the monkey, stay for John C. Riley. Yeah. 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 He he's like the show stealer. All right. Hold on. How many Kong remakes have there been? Because I can only remember because the original one in 35 or 28, right. whatever it is, 35. And, and I don't know if you count all the sequels, the Mighty Joe Young kind of stuff. And, right. Son of Kong. Right. But if you want to do remakes, then you got the one in the 70s. Yep. Okay. So I'm Jessica at three. Lang. Jessica Lange. Yep. And then you have the Jack Black redo. Yep. That's Peter oh, Jackson. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. The okay, Lang so one four. cracked me up because it, it just it was such a bizarre where he's got her in his hand and he's like... Picking at her with his finger and then yep. pulls her top down. It's yep. like, really? 
That's what Kong's gonna do. He's just yep. like kind of picking <clears> at it. Wait, that's what he does in the original. He doesn't pull her top down in the original. He uh, actually that's yeah, edited out. Edited out. Uh, but yeah, there, that scene was in version? there. Huh? <laughs> yep. In the 1935 one. Yes. Yes, sir. Dude, they cut out. They cut out. We studied that in film school. I don't remember that coming up. In fact, when they well, you need to write a strongly worded letter to your film school. (laughs) Well, when Kong put uh, his finger on Jack Black, started pulling his shirt down. You know, Mm, we all make homages to it. He he is bigger than Jessica Lange. Oh yeah, (laughs) and wider, Jack Black. And of course, this is the one that's eventually going to mash up with Godzilla. Right. So this is the building of the monster monster mash. (laughs) <laughs> who, who gets the word for MonsterVerse? This one or the Universal one? Who gets that that title, MonsterVerse? I, I, I would yeah, assume Universal, Universal one because it was before, wasn't it? Fuck it, do them all together. Yeah. Hey, that's why Dracula versus King Kong. Yeah, I'm in. When this, when this, uh, <laughs> somebody had a meme on, online the other day. Had Godzilla and uh, King Kong fighting, <laughs> and then it says the very like the last panel is says you've got to save Mothra, and then the oh, next yeah. panel is like why did you say that name? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not to Batman. <laughs> be Superman. It was cracking me up. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Trying to think if there's anything else I did this week, and I'm going to say no. Anything else, gentlemen? Yeah. Weekend Geek! Oh, my God. Oh, you're you're just wanting He's to rush He doesn't want to hear emails. Yeah. Oh, emails are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Emails are fine. You're not. In I see con- what you're trying to do, though. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're not it. in charge. Yeah. I appreciate Andy. it. <laughs> I know, it's just, your your it's fervor is beautiful. Yeah. It's hot in here, isn't it? It's getting hot. In here. It is hot. Oh. In here. Well, Andy's on fire. Haven't mm. you heard him? <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's on fire. <laughs> Now, before I go into emails, there's actually a question posed on the Shock Monkeys layer that I thought would be good to pose here. Is it for me? You might have seen it. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. <laughs> and that question is, uh, what generally loathsome music slash movie slash actor, etc., do you secretly or not so secretly love in spite of the public's general disdain for its existence? Have, have you, did you, I don't know if you saw that. I'll tell I you what. Saw it, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I saw if, it. If you haven't thought of that, have one yet. Uh, I, I thought of a few. Okay. Of course, the, the very open one, I am a huge fan of Degrassi, Degrassi Next Generation, mm-hmm. uh, Next Class, all the Degrassi sets. That, that's my stories, man. Rep in my neck of the woods. Can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Canadian high school melodrama. Yeah. That, that's, it was I, just I like it. that. I remember it just like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, musically, uh, I am an unbashed fan of the song Informer by Snow. Really? I'm going to second that. You know what? I'm going to second lo- that. That's I a good one. I love Informer. You know it's a cinema snow, go play it. You don't even know what he's saying. I don't time. care. It doesn't matter. You learn. You learn it phonetically. I guarantee you, you were rocking along with that song when it first came out. No, Every I hated it. White guy I could was. not figure out what he was saying. Didn't care. Did not care. Although the rest of the album is pretty shit. But that song was great. Drawing a blank at the, mo- Drawing a blank at the moment. <laughs> well, one of one that but. recently was brought to uh, the forefront of my thoughts was uh, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. I really liked that movie, and a lot of people did not. Was that a detested it's movie? Kind of I know a, it has a cult following. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't detested, it. but it didn't do very well at the box office, but it had a pretty cult following. And uh, mm. I even posed a question out there at one point. It's like, you know... You know, soft reboot slash sequel, mm. 
and uh, if it that should be done, and a lot of people said no. So, huh? I never saw it. Uh, that's that's based on. Is it the uh, Pendleton novels? There is the a destroyer. Yeah. The yeah. destroyer. It is based on the destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's weird because it has Joel Gray as a as in, a Korean. yellow face. Yeah. Now mm. I always saw the destroyer as, or maybe I'm thinking of a different uh, character in that verse as kind of a another version of the Punisher. Yes. Well, the Punisher was based off that, I think. Okay. So if so, if I see Remo Williams, I'll watch a Punisher movie. Not really. Not really. Although John Bernthal. Could do a nice reboot on Williams. Okay. Yeah. See, my idea was that you know it's in the future, and Remo Williams is now the the Chun character in, in that role. He's the mentor, and he's mentoring somebody in kind of that you know not taking it so seriously way, but then still trying to teach the lessons. I don't know. I is just the thought I had. But uh. any other things that the world hates that you love? try to think about it i'm not really the one thing that i mentioned in the thread was uh <clears throat> this is I, slightly different from what it was in the thread the thread was oh people, hudson hawk yeah. is one that i like there's a good one that is that is like universally reviled but i just think it's hilarious because I, I wish i'd written down who who wrote then posed the question but that person said they have an unabashed love for tom cruise movie right but that, that was the the question was really there's somebody out there who you don't like personally, but you but you enjoy their work. Is that what it was? I think that's kind of a detestable person. But I like this thing too. Okay, so this is I, this is the, the question. This maybe is I a mis- verbatim question. Maybe I misread it. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it, I mean, there's a couple cult things I love that people have made fun of me. I mean, I, I still love Buckaroo Bonsai. Sure, but yeah, again, but that that's, one that's that well one loved by follow. many. Yeah, yeah, that, I, that's got a huge. Yeah. Cult uh, what following. I did get out of the question is that even if you may not like the the like the lead actor, right. You still like, and that's where mine came in because I like Ben Affleck. I like most of what he does. I'm actually kind of perplexed by the Affleck hate, so it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, that's always so. bothered me too because he is a really good actor. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like he's. I think that all comes from the not movie time of him dating Jennifer Lopez, right? Is that the... Uh, could I be. I don't... It might be. Because there did seem like a real strong bash, backlash against him, especially when he did Geely and the... the right. The, the, the whole... Was it, it was like a, is that what it the whole thing was It was a decade of thing? shoving that couple down think, your throat. Yeah. I don't I think Daredevil did him any favors. <clears throat> sure, and that and was you know during what? that time. I just watched that again the other day. It was not as terrible as really? I remember everybody telling me it was. Yeah. What movie were we talking Mo- about? Which one? Daredevil. Most movies are not. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Most movies are not as terrible as people say they are. I mean, I saw it. I but, saw it back then, but I just I I had not seen it in so long, and I had a very kind of you know foggy memory of the movie itself. Foggy, foggy up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. That foggy yeah. Nelson, his partner. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, man, okay. dude, yeah, you got me there. Yeah, that's that's that was that's a page but, right uh, out of the joke book. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, like it was on, it was on one of the movie channels. I watched it all the way through, and I'm like, you know, it's not as good as a Marvel Studios movie, and of course, the TV series is far superior, or the Netflix series, I should say, but. It wasn't that bad. I do remember really liking the thing they did with the uh, uh, deprivation tank. To, yeah, to that let was sleep. a fun that touch. That was a nice it bit. It was a fun touch. But, you know, the first thing that I really saw him in, because, of course, I saw Mall Rats, but that he was impressed, that he impressed me, was Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. That was a real, real 
good role. And what he did in Shakespeare in Love, which is something uh, Professor Biggs brought up, was also a really cool uh, supporting role. So, I, I mean, you know. That was a good movie, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, and, and his character was fun. His character was funny. So it was, uh, you know, so I don't get it. And generally, I, I'll, I like what he you know, generally does. So especially lately, since he's had his little renaissance. Mm. But, um, you know, I don't know if it, if it was more along that line or more along, like, is anyone going to admit that they like Nickelback? You know, something like no. that. One of, one of my best friends. Loves Nickelback. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Chris absolutely adores Nickelback. My sister likes Nickelback. <laughs> you can't sell that many albums without having fans. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> her husband and I teased her mercilessly during uh, Super Bowl halftime one year where they were performing. Like, No, it wasn't Super It was one of the playoff uh, games. But anyway, they were performing, and he and I just kind of tag team just teased her mercilessly about <laughs> liking Nickelback. She's like, I don't understand why they're Listen, not that. Bad. Explain to me this, though. Why do you hate Nickelback? I just, Canadian. I don't, I don't hate them. I just don't find any of their songs appealing. <laughs> well, they're all generic. They all sound yeah, the same. They're, that, well, they're, they're overproduced. Like, yeah. yeah. Studio written. Being a Nickelback fan makes you a tougher person. Mm. I fully believe that. Fully the, bo- believe the boy named. Oh, I know. Who, I know who the friend is that likes Nickelback. Ah. I just it just suddenly dawned on me because I remember we we had to give him that gift that one year. <laughs> I also like Barry Manilow. There's there's one. Barry Manilow yeah, is a hell of a writer. Yeah. It is. I adore Barry Manilow. Who he doesn't like Barry songs. Manilow? He does. Except that for that one. World <clears throat> sing. Yeah, he didn't write it that. Makes one. the young Torgos cry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> him like Neil Diamond wrote a lot of songs for a lot of different yeah, artists. Yeah. I just was realizing. That. I mean, he wrote Carol songs for the the monkeys and yeah. TV series and so forth. He's but, yeah. one. A, a lot of people uh, don't realize how many songs Billy Joel has written for other artists. And oh yeah, stuff like that. Or yeah, other others have covered that yeah. people don't even. Barry think. Gibb. Now Billy Joel gets a lot of flack, and I love Billy Joel. Uh, I, I think I think you. Uh, it's part of the well, constitution. That's a northeast thing. I think it's part of the constitution. There was if you're great, white, you like There Billy was Joel. a great little uh, thing somebody posted on Facebook months ago about um, regional regionalism and music and <clears throat> radio stations being fairly homogenized, still regionalized playlists. Mm-hmm. And they talked about Billy Joel being big in the northeast, and it was like, and that was one of the ones that was like really. That was that part of the country because there were others. Ah, I can't even think of the other groups and stuff where eh, it might be California. And then you'll hear some in like the Midwest and, you know, they're popular around. But it was actually a really interesting, uh, a very interesting little breakdown of playlists as the big corporate radio stations now do them. So hmm. in that case, my trip uh, last year <laughs> through the Midwest. Yeah. The Midwest loves Taylor Swift. If that is. Uh, mm-hmm. OK. I, I think that's know. a nationwide thing. Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire gets put on a lot of people's worst song ever list. Really? And I like that song. It's a clever song. It is. Yeah, that was funny. He said, he's, he, it was his interview, he's like, yeah, that was, I was attempting, I had started attempting rap, and he paused and goes, and I'm not a rap artist, so I just had to make it into a song. Because <laughs> he was just like, it just didn't, he could not, he could not do it. He I wonder could not if anyone's done a rap cover of that. Really? There you go. I wonder. Show them how it's done. 
Shock monkey musicians, the challenge is out there. <laughs> the gauntlet wow. has been dropped. Y- yes, Sam, get that rap cover out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that the gemmed, the Sam, gemmed gauntlet. Sam would do the metal cover of it for us, but uh, yeah, I yeah, thank you for explaining the joke, <laughs> Jeff. Metal rap <laughs> cover. Wah, wah, metal oh, rap, rap metal. There you go. <clears throat> Lincoln Park, Ice yeah. T. Oh crap! Did anybody oh, watch Lincoln that Park? Up? Does that count? I like Lincoln Park, and I, like I know that. a lot of people who hate Boo. it. I, I think you might be thinking of, uh, who was the band that did Nookie? No, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Fred Durst. Uh, yeah, because that's one that a lot of people hate, uh, Revile. Yeah. But Limp a lot Biscuit. Of people Limp like, Biscuit. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. That's go. one that a lot of people uh, revile. They're terrible. But mm. I think a lot of people respect Lincoln Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, uh, what was when John Bean posted in Shock Monkey's Lair? The... Uh, the uh, uh, Japanese uh, metal song. That's uh, Lady it's, Baby. That's Lady oh, Baby. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, that well, that was, was in response to what Toru yeah, said. Right. On exactly. The show. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think the name was like. I'm gonna mess it up again. Uh, Nippon Mangu. I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I told you what it was. <laughs> yeah, somewhere he's screaming at his his uh, computer or his <laughs> Lady Baby. Check it out. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, and I want credit where credit is due. Uh, Kevin uh, Shock Monkey Kevin is the one that wrote that on Facebook. So oh, thank yeah. you, Kevin. It's a cruel question. So thanks for posting it to everybody. Um, we put the question out there to, for people to write in, and boy, did they uh, about uh, how naval officers work. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, somebody responded. Some, yeah, we got a lot of responses. All so right, uh, so I just begin chose, the naval so, gazing. So I just chose one. Thank you, everybody <sighs> who wrote in, because all of you. <laughs> My my only yes, question sure. is: Does it answer the question of whether it's somebody a rank other than captain can be in control of the? That it's you be the judge. All right, but again, thank you for everybody who wrote in. Uh, the Thomas uh, wrote this to us: You are correct to think that each position in the co- compositional structure of a unit or station does have an assigned rank counterpart to fill that position. However, that only happens in a perfect world scenario. And when that unit or station is fully manned and operating at 100% strength. In the real world, this happens rarely. Quite often, an individual will be absent from duty anywhere from a day or months for a host of reasons, such as medical issues, attending military school, being on personal leave, etc., etc. In that case, that position is filled by that person's highest ranking or most qualified subordinate. And everybody from that point down in the food chain bumps up to fill the vacancy created. When you get into senior ranks and senior leadership positions in the entire military base, squadron, fleet, or ship, these kinds of things become insanely important, obviously. That said, you must remember that promotions do not happen instantaneously. There is a vetting process involving military boards and a point system and review of your service record. Oftentimes, you'll be selected for promotion, but it won't take effect for several months. In that time, it's very possible and likely that you'll be working in the position of the rank you're going to get but hasn't become official yet. And this is all just in garrison. Once you start talking about real-world missions and deployments, unexpected death attrition becomes a factor. Things get really fluid and dynamic. In Vietnam, all the official structure went right out the window. End result submission. On paper, yes. Starfleet would usually assign someone with the rank of commander to fill the first officer position. However, a lieutenant commander with a solid service record could totally be tapped to fill that position while their promotion is pending instead of transferring in full commander, especially that of lieutenant commander, has a history of working well with that specific crew or has been serving that specific ship or unit for some time. Or if the captain makes an official personal request for a specific lieutenant commander to be their first officer with approval, of course. 
On the administrative side of things, that's not an uncommon occurrence and is often done as a strategic move. A leader specifically requesting an underranked subordinate so they can get credit for mentoring them on their own service record. Especially if that particular person has a bit of iffiness about them due to their prior performance. It puts Picard in a different light when you realize he probably requested Riker because Riker's service record was dodgy and Picard was setting himself up to get credit for being a strong leader in his own record. Hope that helps. Ooh. The Thomas. See, see, TNG lovers. (laughs) Riker's uh, history wasn't dodgy when Picard wanted him. Picard wanted him because... Oh, that you know of. Yeah. Well, you, know, you didn't see it, it wasn't. It wasn't until Pegasus, later on. Pegasus. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until Pegasus <laughs> that that his background became dodgy. But uh, right. was interesting as I was thinking about this, and I did go back and and look uh, like uh, memory alpha and so forth. Apparently, Spock did have the rank of lieutenant commander in a few episodes. So even though he was called commander, he was lieutenant commander, and then the same thing like with uh, where Data is a lieutenant commander, but they often call him commander data. Well, commander, yeah. calling a lieutenant commander is, is very popular shorthand, and that, that happens a lot. Um, but <clears throat> except for No Man Gone Before, where they didn't lay out the braids, the uh, uh, insignia braids, uh, Spock was always a, a two-full braid, which is the commander rank. Hmm. So, but <clears throat> um, wow. I'll bet you in Discovery... It's not the strong service record. Pro- that sounds very Star Trekky. That it'll be someone iffy. That the captain, you know, uh, uh, noted, noted villain uh, Jason Isaacs. Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. Uh, wow, that's that's quite a fucking captain. Yes. Uh, and is he going to be alien? Because they said they were going to have an alien captain, and now I'm like, well, it was an odd name. I can't remember what it was at this right. point, but it was an odd name. But. Uh, Maybe maybe that's it. It's like you know I'm gonna uh, you know I'll help this person out or something like that. Because I can't imagine Star Trek wanting to start off with somebody strong as their point of view character. Hmm. They'd rather get him there. I have a feeling Isaac is a temporary. Isaac is a temporary character. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I when I read gonna, that, yeah. I was just sort of like, oh, that's great, but that's too great it was sort of yeah. like with michelle yo when i first heard michelle yo is gonna be captain woohoo captain of another ship fuck everybody <laughs> fuck everybody who looks like you <laughs> just, God <damn> it. <laughs> uh, thank you the thomas that's uh it's uh, from some food for thought in that i appreciate that yeah that was and everybody awesome. else again thank you uh, another email uh also trek related very short but very specific Oh, great and powerful Star Trek gurus. I beg to access your knowledge. Did anyone ever make up rules for that game Tongo? Tongo? I know there was a version of 3D chess from the original series. Did they ever do the same for Tongo? This is from Cthulhu Collector. Tongo is that game in Deep Space Nine, which was really bizarre. It had like a, a roulette aspect and, and multiple cards and... Uh, I forgot it existed until I started I looking at the pictures. I think you're talking about Dabo. Well, yeah, Dabo no, no, is, no. The, is the game, the Dabo tables, and yeah, we had, had the, the Dabo, Dabo girls at Quartz. Yeah, that, yeah that, no, that's the larger ones. This this is the, the smaller, more, it almost had like a chalice in the center. Yeah, right. they and put Tongo the was, a, was actually a player versus player. Yes. Right, Dabo is, is a standard game. Gambling game, Deep Space Nine poker is what yeah, it looked roulette, like. Roulette, really, yeah. But yeah. Got, got, Tongo, yeah, no, uh, well, I don't know. 
Jeff? Uh, I did some searching. Uh, on oh, oh, you did. Oh, I, no. did I, I did some, uh, some Never digging. Never mind, Jeff. There's actually. Oh, I know which one you're talking about now. There's yeah. a website out there called tangogame.com. That's, that sounds like it might have the answer. I think it does. Wow. Um, and it lays out the <laughs> rules as they could kind of put them together with what they saw. Again, it was, it was one of those set pieces that was every time they brought it up, in the show, they added a new thing to it that was bizarre, well, yeah. oh, and that was the kind of the joke. Science fiction going does forward. that; they they yeah. invent a game without inventing, but they don't a game. really, yeah. yeah. But someone decided to take what they did provide and created a game around it. So TangoGaten.com does have a full set of rules and how to build the pieces as they best could figure it out. Nice. So, so check it out. I'm trying there. to think of other. I mean, um, in Cerebus. Uh, these always playing Diamondback in the early episodes. Yeah, and they before. finally put out and a Diamondback did, yeah, they, deck. Yeah. Now that's uh, Cerberus the Arbark? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah. And it's really funny too because the, the, it, it's, it's kind of like tar- tarot. Okay. And it's, and, and the rules are, <laughs> it's really funny because it's just like an endless line. Emperor beats Empress beats King beats Queen beats Jack beats it, and it oh, just goes wow. on and on and on and on and it, it, it's actually pretty funny, mm-hmm. but uh, it you know and it's gorgeous artwork of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, they he he and they actually came up with a basic rule to the game. Well, and he had to have rules because he he was people were playing it in the in the book, and and there were like plot points to right. you know, whether you're winning or losing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the the original Battlestar Galactica? There was a basketball like game that was played on yeah. a uh, three sided triad. Court. Triad. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Describe the game. I never watched the original. It was. Series, it was. So. It was. It was kind of funny because it also it's, it was sort of rollerball-y without yep. any skates, but they were all done up in uh, you know like judo padding because it's supposed to be very aggressive and it's like a padded ring yeah it was a cage set a cage set yep and then you you had you didn't dunk your ball in the basket you threw it in a like a hole in the side of the wall yeah Yeah. now wasn't that like loosely based on like some kind of a greek game where they Um, did that uh because i swear to god i remember reading well it it sounds a lot like an aztec game yeah there's an aztec game yeah there's one of those too yep which they Hmm. didn't play that with human heads no, they actually use a rubber the loser, ball. The loser team would die, though. Yeah. They would sacrifice them. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Now that we're discussing fake games in TV shows and movies, Uh-oh. I think the one that I always wanted to exist is, god damn, is this really, really obscure. Uh, there's a comedy that came out in the 80s called The Whoopie Boys. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh, god damn it, uh, it had... Uh, can't remember the name of the comedian that introduced me to him. Uh, Rodriguez. Uh, oh, it's not, uh, uh, damn it. I'll, t- I'll think you of look it. it up. <clears throat> but it was about two guys who are going to save this girl's orphanage, and they have to do it by going to charm school and, and fit in with the 1% of the time. Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. Michael O'Keefe. Ridiculous movie, a lot of fun, especially to my immature puberty brain. Is Taylor Negron in that? Yeah, I believe he is. Okay, I, so I, you know I, the movie. I've seen parts of it. Okay, yeah. But at the ends, there is this strange ball game that is in this deep stone pit, mm-hmm. which is a 
somewhere between polo, racquetball, and basketball, hmm. where this the racquetball bounces everywhere within there. It's kind of violent, and you're using these rackets to bounce it into these small demon faces. Wow! And it was it, it was such a cool looking wow. game. It didn't belong in that movie at all, but boy, was it it, huh, it that's worked. Funny. I vaguely remember there being a Paul Newman movie, and I never saw it. I just remember the reading the stuff about it in like Starlog or something called Quintet that takes place in a frozen apocalyptic wasteland. And I think Quintet is actually a game, and they actually had to come up with the rules to write the movie. That's really slow pace, as I recall. That's very interesting. Yeah, I gotta look that up. I'll look that up for next. <laughs> please week. do, please. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> I, I love these fake <laughs> games and movies. Yeah, well, but yeah, and the greatest fake game movie of all being Rollerball, right. which was really just extraordinary. I still haven't seen that. Oh my god, it's it. it's very seventies, okay. extremely seventies, but it is an incredibly well made movie, regardless. And they made an actual game that. Um, the stuntmen would actually play in between takes and stuff to keep their skills up and to to get a feel for the game and everything. Mm. Huh. And it's 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 extraordinary. Oh. And once again, I'll say it if you watch it, realize it's the seventies and and kind of be unnerved at how prescient it is with regards to corporate influence on uh, everyday life and huh. controlling everyday life. I gotta see rollerball. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, if we're going to have some time to talk, Logan, we got to get some news out of the right. way. But before we get some news out of the way, we got to go to news you don't give a shit about. Ah! Yay. You know, it happens the same time every week, Andy. I tried to get around it this time. I really did. He did. He really attempted it. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Tried no, and it failed. Wasn't, it wasn't beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was an utter failure. <laughs> It's, you know, Apollo fire fail. Oh, I used to have a problem. Listen, <laughs> don't give a shit about Jason Moma has signed on to star as Rico Rodriguez in an upcoming feature film based on Square Enix and Avalanche Studios video game Just Cause with the lofty goal of turning it into a movie franchise. Moma will reunite with his frontier director, Brad Payton, who also directed San Andreas and the... Uh, upcoming Dwayne Johnson movie Rampage, uh, with uh, John Coley, who wrote Master and Commander, writing the script. Uh, Far Side of the World, that one. It's a good movie, that one. Uh, the story, like the game, follows Rico Rodriguez, uh, MoMA, an operative for an organization known as The Agency. Uh, the plot of the movie is under wraps, but it's expected to deal in some way with Rico's crisis of conscience while on a mission. Uh, Just Cause, the game itself, is an open-world action-adventure game. With uh, Released in 2009, two sequels came, with uh, Just Cause 2 hitting 2010, Just Cause 3 in 2015. I'm not sure this translates into a movie well at all, at least not one that makes it go, oh, that stands aside from every random action-adventure yeah, thing. And not one... If you're trying to follow the story of the game, not one you can squeeze into two hours. Basically, not it's an well. open-world game where you try to unseat a despot. That's the yeah. plot. It's very basic because the fun of that game is making lots of things explode and the crazy shit that happens because you're trying to make things explode. It's it's a game where it's really easy and fun to go off the rails. And uh, when it's on the rails, it's not all that interesting. So I don't see a movie being that great from it. Hmm. Uh, news you don't give a shit about 
CBS is officially set to move forward with their Big Bang Theory spin-off series called Young Sheldon. Iron Man and Jungle Book director John Favreau is officially set to executive produce the series and direct the pilot episode. Leon Armitage, Armitage uh, who's in big, big Little Eyes, has been cast in the role of nine-year-old Sheldon. The series set in East Texas, where he'll be attending high school. Jim Parson will also be involved with the project and will narrate the series as the adult version of Sheldon. The half-hour comedy series was created by Chuck Lorre and Stephen Malaro, who originally pitched the idea as being Malcolm in the Middle, but with young Sheldon. What was that friggin' uh, Fred Savage? Uh, the, yeah, the Wonder Years? Yeah, the Wonder Years. That, that's, what I, that's all I can picture. Uh, and then, then it reminds me a lot of that uh, Chris Rock series that was out the the young uh, everybody Chris. hates Chris everybody hates Chris yeah that's what came uh. to my mind with it I, I'm sure that you know it's it's a formula that's worked in the past yeah but uh, everybody hated me because I knew math yeah that's my Chris Rock sorry <laughs> that sounded nothing like Chris back. Rock <laughs> holy shit okay I'll, I'll wow. step away from the mic all right <laughs> I'm really glad you attempted though wow. <laughs> Wow! Wow! So that's yeah. that's where you're gonna move next, Andy, huh? Is in, in impressions? No, <laughs> apparently not. Ooh. Apparently not. Whoa. It's the next phase in the parasitic chair. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, our biggest hit chair. in the future will be when he does Ludmilla. Mm. <laughs> oh God! Wait, I thought he's been doing Ludmilla for years. Yeah, oh, yeah baby. <laughs> it was weird craving for Hey-o. French fries. <laughs> We did gig. Oh, that Yay. Was yeah, they were they're small but shit. Quick, quick and painful. <laughs> they were so no one gave a shit. Period. We didn't even get enough shit to give a shit about it. Yeah. A while ago, we talked about Brian Fuller creating a new TV version of Amazing Stories based on the 1985 Steven Spielberg created anthology series of the same name, which itself derived from its title from the legendary genre magazine. Speaking to Crave about the progress he's making on Amazing Stories, Fuller revealed four writers he's collaborating with on the project. Quote, it's still amazing, and we are working on a variety of scripts from a variety of sources. We've got a lot of really great writers involved, so it feels like I'm curating the Amazing Stories magazine, and I get to work with Patton Oswald, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Emil Gold. Emily Gordon. Why couldn't I just Why say that? Why can't you pronounce one? Emily Gordon? <laughs> Who gave the script to Andy? <laughs> and Jane Goldman. Haha. <laughs> that one I got. Unquote. <sighs> Everyone take what four drinks there? Wow. Torgo mispronouncing names. Unfortunately, Jane Gordon is pronounced Makatola. <laughs> you got that wrong. And it's Kumail Nanjani. That's what I said. That's what you... I said. Kumail Nanjani. Sure. <laughs> If you already into nerdy things, Patton Oswald needs no introduction. Uh, Jane Goldman's uh, uh, frequently done screenwriting collaborations with Matthew Vaughn on things like Stardust, X-Men First Class, and Kingsman The Secret Service. Then there's uh, Kumail Nanjani uh-huh, and Emily Gordon. They co-created the uh, very nerdy podcast, The Indoor Kids. As screenwriters, they're responsible for The Big Sick in autobiographical romantic comedy directed by uh, Michael Showalter, which will see a wider release in June. Uh, you may recognize Nanjani from his stand-up and starring in uh, HBO's Silicon Valley. Yep. And uh, so there's, those aren't going to be the only writers to tackle the amazing stories, but damn, is that a start? That's a... I had Patton Oswalt, whatever gets it anything, I, yeah, I yeah. just brighten right up. Sure, absolutely. 
And plus, Amazing Story. I love that series. Just absolutely adore Amazing Stories. It was on Netflix, and I didn't watch it all but by the time they took it all away right. oh yeah a lot of stuff, don't good you stuff have is it coming on, off netflix now don't you have no, it on it dvd somewhere i do i <laughs> i don't think i do i thought i remembered you having it in the collection as the entire cast scans yes yeah it'd be behind <laughs> andy wouldn't it it's been so it's probably probably behind you uh, oh the shit i haven't uh I back in the day I bought DVDs like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like like the days that DVDs came out with that Tuesday, every Tuesday I would go to Best Buy and hit the uh, used DVD aisles at the Blockbuster and all the other video stores that shut down Hollywood. And I amassed this massive collection of DVDs before, you know, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now there's I have Netflix and I don't open them anymore. And so I forgot what I have. Yeah, I swear you had it like over with the TV stuff, but uh, mm. I would have to. That would make sense. <laughs> you need. You need. If it well, you have I... to realize that a lot of the collection is alphabetical. Yeah, but oh, some of it is mix of TVs and movies. And at one point, he was trying to do just the TV series in a separate location, and then gave up on that. So no, no, that's a, I you, have the movies alphabetized. Mm-hmm. The TV shows are haphazard everywhere. Yeah. But they're, but they're in their own section. They're just not alphabetical. Well, it's alphabetical, but sometimes they're like mixed in. For example, when you get into the S's over here, you've got Scrubs and Hammer. And it might actually be uh, over no, in this No, Scrubs area. is over here. Rest the rest of the TV right yeah. by Oz. Oh. Right by Oz. Right by Family Guy, where it belongs. Eh. You need an intern Call to me categorize this stuff. Catalog, catalog the collection. <laughs> curator. Curator. Hey, what, what was ah, that? That's good, what, too. What was that mouthful? A curator. Ah, okay. You need a curator, intern curator, to catalog the collection. Say that three times fast. No, thank you. I can't get names right. Toho's first ever animated Godzilla movie is headed to Netflix later this year. Ah. Netflix Japan made the announcement via Twitter that Polygon Pictures' animated movie featuring the King of the Monsters will stream globally on Netflix as well as play in select theaters sometime in 2017. No word yet whether the movie will be dubbed or subtitled. Uh, there's no logline for the animated film yet, but uh, the poster seems like the film will be set in the future while featuring what looks to be a prehistoric-like Earth. So, hmm. so Toho's first animated Godzilla. Wow, that's exciting. I haven't seen. I, I've, I'm. I've so many Toho movies still to see. Mm. I think I've only seen four now. Yeah. Which you know, if you asked me this two years ago, I would have been one. Mm-hmm. So, at the when I saw Logan, they had a preview for a Ghost in the Shell that looked pretty slick. That was yeah. a fascinating preview. I know nothing of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Never seen the movie. Yeah. Don't don't even know anime, it's right? about. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure it's an anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a, it's an animated movie, right? Well, it's, yeah, it was a know. movie, and then it was a TV series. Okay, actually, there were two movies and then TV series. It was announced at Emerald City Comic Con that Bloodshot will be directed by Dave Wilson, Deadpool director Tim Miller's partner at Blur Studios. This will mark Wilson's directorial debut, although he has an excellent reputation for his video game commercial work. Uh, Wilson has helmed high-profile promos for games like Star Wars The Old Republic, Halo, and Titanfall 2. The Bloodshot movie is part of a larger plan for a cinematic universe, which will feature two Harbinger films, a Bloodshot sequel, and a crossover film for the Valiant universe. 
The Bloodshot comic is the dark, action-packed story of a super soldier on the search for his own identity. The comic mm-hmm. was created by Kevin Van Hook and Yvel Gouchette, and over the years has become Who? A- Who? Vel Gouchette? Y-V-E-L? Vel Gouchette? Gouchet? Okay. Whatever. Why, why are you stopping me on this? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, you know. What? Yeah, why are you stopping him on this, Kirsten? Gouchette? I'll yeah. take two. Okay. <laughs> Over the years become a solid critical hit. Here's Valiant's current description of the comic run. Your name is Angelo Matali. Your brother is trapped behind enemy lines and on the verge of... No, that's not right. Your name is Raymond Garrison. You've retired from the dangers of the field, but a desperate plea for your oldest friend plunges you into a vicious firefight that... No, that's not right either. You're bloodshot. You're the shade of gray that freedom requires. The perfect confluence of military necessity and cutting-edge technology. The walking WikiLeaks, a reservoir of dirty secrets that could set the world on fire, and you've just been captured. That's their whole logline. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Gouchette? A gouche. You gotta oh, get that right okay. when you Gesundheit. say it. Gesundheit. <laughs> Goose shit. There you go. Finally, uh, somebody. Oh, is get- that what you were going for? <laughs> yeah. I was. I was doing. I, I was. My mouth full yeah. of chips. Okay, so. Good chips. Yeah. To the rescue. <laughs> Canada goose shit. Thank you, Andy. Yes. The the person you need to put the pillow over the face is over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Kills everything, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. It's like pesticide. He, 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 he is our our funny euthanizer. Just, just watch yourself, or I'll start doing more impressions. Or cyanide, you know, you take a pick. Are you kidding? The sad part is, Andy does more impressions. Our numbers are going up. <laughs> Spring 2017, Xbox One owners will have access to 100 games. From both Xbox One and 360, all for the monthly subscription fee of 99. Wait, what? I got <laughs> to move that decimal point. Nine dollars and ninety-nine. You know what's funny? I wouldn't put it past if it even was ninety-nine. Yeah, <laughs> Microsoft, uh, right? But yeah, what? You get a hundred games for ninety-nine dollars. That's less than a dollar a game. Yeah, it's a what a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> can't even pronounce the numbers right tonight <laughs> you know that reminds me of the press release of the new razor uh laptop gaming laptop How yeah, that? so i watched it they're talking about it talking about it they get to the price and it goes only for three thousand four hundred and something dollars and you hear this guy in the back only <laughs> like this just in the middle of the press and the guy trooper through it, I was like, wow. But it, the sad thing is, he's not wrong by saying only because I've seen gaming laptops for between five and $6,000. Yeah, man. So, so, yeah, the Good fact God, that it's only three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Funko. <laughs> and your head's bobbing, just like yeah. a Funko. <laughs> but you're Funko. My head bobs, but you're Funko. <laughs> For $9.99 a month. <laughs> oh, yeah, this story. <laughs> right, okay. Players will be able to play some high-profile games from the past and present in a collaboration that spans over several gaming studios, 2K, 505 Games, Bandai, Codemasters, Deep Silver, etc., etc. Uh, 
I lost my place. <laughs> I lost my place. What? What? There, oh, there. Wow. There's some Torgo <laughs> lost interest and he's reading it. There's something for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently not this room. <laughs> Quote, and you will always find something exciting to play across a variety of games. <laughs> That was awesome. Some of the fan favorite titles coming to Xbox Game Pass when it launches will be uh, the broader Xbox community later yeah. this spring. Include Halo Five, Guardians, Payday Two, NBA Two K Sixteen, and Soul Calibur Two. The catalog will feature Did a you month. Hire the he's FBR room for this. <laughs> uh, hire me, people, for your your all your commercial needs. I want to see. I want to see him at like comp CES and just be like, just have that frozen moment <laughs> i mean that you needed to be recording that andy that was a great that was a great oh, no. just moment of time the, <laughs> the catalog will fe- feature a monthly list of rotating games that will go in and out of the service and dlc for the games will be offered at a discounted price for members of the subscription so you can buy dlc for the game you don't own that will go away for a little less but you'll get to keep the DLC for the game you don't own. The series uh, Surface AAA expect- games right there, folks. There it is. Right. Surface expected to launch this spring, but some Xbox One preview members apparently have, have already access to a few select titles already. You chosen few. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be like a Netflix type thing where you can just access it and play okay. It and so then- like Netflix titles will just disappear in the mom- midnight of some fucking <laughs> day of some fucking month and you just won't be able to play anymore it's supposed but I was about to be to level my character up it's supposed to be Microsoft's answer to PlayStation now which is Sony's streaming uh, service that you can stream to your PS3 and your PS4 older titles and play them directly so that's it's just Microsoft matching what... Uh, actually, they've had it in the works for a long time, but it's just matching services, you know, competing services. I'm sure they'll work out the bugs, maybe. <laughs> Sony's still trying to work out their bugs on PlayStation now. Yeah. And it's, what, four years later? Yeah, and uh, I guess they're moving it to computer here soon, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, you'll be able to play it from a PC, supposedly. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see leave it when out. I see it. Because, I mean, I actually played PlayStation now. God, it's got to be close to five years now at really? CES. Um, was there lag on it? It seemed like there's something to be lag Well, on. here's the thing. It was set up locally, so there wasn't lag because they had a server that was streaming it. Right there. Right there. Yeah. But they were saying that in the real world, the lag would be imperceptible. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. Because you're really sensitive to lag. That's, oh, yeah. That's why this whole Switch thing has got you bothered. Well, yeah. But, I mean, apparently the, the Switch is, like, noticeable lag. I mean, it's several viewers have said, you know, fix this. <laughs> so, Drew Goddard. That's the guy behind Daredevil Season 1 and uh, directed, uh, or directed, uh, directed Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Has joined Deadpool 2 as a consultant. Really? Goddard is working okay. with uh, original writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are apparently still extremely involved in the project. Uh, Ryan Reynolds also reportedly working closely with the writing team. Goddard co-wrote and directed the genre-busting horror film The Cabin in the Woods with Joss Whedon, plus wrote the acclaimed script adaptation for The Martian. He also crafted the first season of the Daredevil Netflix series, so no stranger to bringing a comic This guy's resume is impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. He's, he, yep. yeah he's... Hey, from the moment I saw Cabin in the Woods, I was a Drew Goddard fan. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, that's well, a good movie. 
So now they've mentioned the Daredevil. How far are you guys on Luke Cage? Oh, that's still happening, isn't it? That that still is out. I, I no, Iron Fist, have, Iron Fist is out Friday. That comes out Friday, but I still haven't seen all of Luke Cage. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. What's, oh, I, saw, what? I read some article this week that said, Iron Fist, the Marvel series you won't care about. <laughs> oh, like, man, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, getting some, it's getting some pretty vicious uh, uh, critique already. That, that, was, that was a beautiful sigh of, of disgust and disappointment, Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just go ahead and read your new book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm play sorry. Your, I'm sorry. Your new books. Read your new books. Play your new video games. Yeah. They're very now here you they're are very shiny. up 24 hours playing Zero Dawn and you can't finish Luke Cage. I wasn't up 24 hours. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> your argument is null and void, Matt. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Funko. I only Good have so God, many hours man. in the day like... to do things. <laughs> oh, he's been, he's been bitching about this since last week, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're just coming back into it. You're... Okay. All right, everybody stop bringing it up. <laughs> See what you did there. You got a guffaw. Yeah, I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Thanks to a Kickstarter campaign that raised more than $6 million 2017. Next month, in fact, we'll see the return of Mystery Science Theater 3000 yes. with its 14-episode Netflix series starring Jonah Ray, Felicia Day, Patton Oswald, and more. I want my mug. Dark Horse Comics announced it will release a new Mystery Science Theater comic book series. Woohoo! Yeah, I saw that. To coincide with the new episodes, along with a new line of merchandise based on the show. According to the official press release, Dark Horse has been exploring the license for more than 20 years. Quote, I first encountered the show in 1992 and immediately fell in love with both the concept and the characters, said Dark Horse VP Publishing Randy Stradley. I began inquiring about the license in 1993, and now, a mere 24 years later, we have comics sign, unquote. Uh, neither the comic nor any of the merchandise is yet a, a release date. Uh, that, that really begs the question, though. Yeah, does that translate to comics? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> do they do it like Fumetti? Are they like running screenshots of the, of the uh, movies with uh, word balloons? Or is it all the stuff that takes place when they're not in a movie theater? All the stuff that you're you. not supposed to concern yourself with? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, I, I'm, I mean, obviously, since it's coinciding with this new new Mystery Science Theater, I'm assuming it is the new characters, the right. films but, but, otherwise. But, 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 is it, but is it stuff that's yeah, not happening in the theater? It's going to yeah. be a lot of, I think it will be a lot of how they ended up there, who this yeah. person, where they're going. What they do in between movies. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, although, where they poop. I wouldn't be surprised if they took some old Dark Horse panels and had the, a commentary over now, them. Now, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That, that, Too bad they couldn't license... Marvel and DC. Right. Oh, all right. of a sudden, that is a lot of fun. But there's a shitload of old comics from the 40s and 50s that are in public comic uh, public, yeah, public domain. Public yeah. domain, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of good old horror and romance. Yeah. And all righty. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do that. That would be cool. I hope so. Yeah, probably not. If you're listening, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Because I, I think they would have said that if they were gonna. I want my MST mug. Yeah, and get get him his mug. Yeah, Jeff really yeah. needs the get mug. The mug to him for God's sakes, people. <laughs> All right, Joel, come on. Oh, what? Who? This is the point where we uh, stop talking news and we're going to start talking Logan. So if you have not seen Logan, uh, tune out, see Logan, and come back to this but point. But first, be aware that there is no uh, after credit scene. Or it's is called a there? Stinger, Andy. Mm, but but no first, stinger. yeah. 
before they put it out. Oh, before you go to see Logan, yeah, don't don't you don't, don't have to wait through the credits for the bonus. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, fuck those people who put yeah. their time, blood, sweat, and tears in making a movie and giving them credit. The the kidneys you save may be your own. <laughs> it's not that. Be long. a man. You got an empty popcorn bucket. Oh yeah, good point. All right, from here this point on, here there be spoilers. If you get spoiled, it's your own damn fault. Okay. Speaking of credits. The music in this movie is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah My it's great. God. And when I was sitting through the credits waiting to see if there was a after credit scene, after the man comes around place, uh, I was reminded just how good that music is. Oh, yeah. That, I, it's the first time in a long time I can remember sitting in a theater really appreciating a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get to hear that song in a, with a better audio system than you've ever heard it before, probably. Right? <laughs> it's And it's great, too. <clears throat> Johnny Cash mm. is soundtracking superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And he's soundtracking Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, it's just talk about badass on top of badass. Well, and, and now the minute Happen Leonard, doesn't Happen Leonard uh, have a piece of a uh, Johnny Cash uh, theme? If it does, it so. certainly needs it. Yeah. It's, it's, it deserves it. Yep. But uh, it's okay, gentlemen. Logan, everything on the table. Performances from all the cast all the way around. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yep. I mean,. If if it weren't a comic book movie, I guarantee you there would be Oscar nominations for this thing. Hmm. Because, I mean, Patrick Stewart especially, I think that's one of his best performances ever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Andy. Absolutely. Like, when he's going through, the, you know, the illness stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was... You know, I was practically in tears because it was just so realistic. And you could feel that, you know, here's somebody that was... You know, considered his brain was considered the most powerful in the world, and he's losing his mind slowly, mm-hmm. and he knows it. Yep. And you know mm-hmm. the you know the struggle and, and, that and the danger that poses to yeah. the world is very evident. And, and the moments of lucidity mixed in with yeah. that are just all yeah. that much more painful because of because that. it's it's so realistic. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's clearly he did his research before yeah. he he did this, and and Logan, you know, it's. He just the the character you can see. He's just he's tired, and he just he's pretty much had it with mm-hmm. life. But you know, he just keeps going. As clearly Logan has. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. some of that though due to him suffering from the adamantium, the adamantium poisoning. Yes. It could be, but I mean, I think it's just like I think it's that the world finally quote unquote won. Mm. You know, in the war against the mutants. So he's here. He is. He's yeah. You know. He's quote unquote lost the war. He's lost all of his friends. The only family he has left is Xavier, mm-hmm. and he really just wants it to be done and over with. Which is why he wants to buy the boat and just sail away from everything. But you know, he's he's stuck in that world for that point in time until he gets enough money to. And, Cal- and Caliban, stop whining. You're going to run the boat at night, right? <laughs> 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 After watching that movie, I remember uh, I opened up a can of Diet Soda, and I was like, I'm looking at the fructose shirt. I'm like, hmm. Right. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I was really impressed on how quick and final death is in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general. The death that Wolverine deals and the death that is dealt around him. Right. Right. Uh, especially the death of Charles Xavier. Which, which caught is, me by surprise. Yeah, yeah. It caught me by surprise, too. I was not expecting that. It just so quick and done 
Mm-hmm. And not it's not like with a lot of these movies where it's like here's the big moment you're going to lose this character. It's you can feel it coming, and there it is. Let's pause on this moment to see what happened. No, it just. It's done, Although and it moves on. He does take a remarkable time to die from a heart wound. This is true. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's probably because his healing factor wasn't completely gone, so it was probably fighting just a little bit. No, no, Xavier. Xavier. Oh, Xavier, yeah. yeah. Actually, actually it, it, heart wounds are not necessarily instantaneous. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, can, it, can actually, it can actually take a little. Right. I mean, he did pop his claws right in a friggin sternum mm-hmm. but actually heart wounds can uh, take time yeah because i didn't know that yeah i mean not i'm maybe not hours mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's not necessarily quick but the whole movie spent the whole movie telling just reinforcing wolverine's own statement that everything around him dies yeah mm-hmm. that's what the whole movie yeah. and eventually about. including himself there's yeah. a lot of yeah a lot of claw to brain mm-hmm. <laughs> that what that movie no. yeah yeah, I mean, this is vicious. the Wolverine movie that the comics promised in the uh, in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. This uh, and we talked a little bit about it last week when the non-spoiler talk, but uh, it was before I saw it. But it, it really doubled down what we talked about with this is a movie that treats adults like adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're it watching does. it, and so I mean, Deadpool was adult humor, mm-hmm. rated R. This was adult themes yeah sure. mm-hmm. and uh kudos to fox for really just damned embracing that and and it's adult themes but uh it's heavy on kids yeah you know yeah you're right a lot of kids i mean, I mean a lot of those a lot, just a lot of kids the whole story of what happened to the kids at the the laboratory and everything was mm-hmm. really ghoulish stuff and sad yep. stuff and then, uh, of course, X twenty three, who you know that girl was extraordinary, absolutely yeah, oh, amazing performance Lord. from somebody so young. In yeah. fact, ex- uh, being exemplary of the Wolverine Beast mode, we always wanted to see Wolverine be right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they gave that completely to X twenty three, and she goddamn. Doesn't vicious. she have that though as a rage, like a rage ability type thing? Right, but for the fact that, that little girl could act that, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Like, she had very few lines, but you could just see through her eyes all the yeah. acting. Done. No, it was yeah. good work there. Yeah, she emoted like like nobody's business. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just top to bottom, that movie was just so well put together. Uh, one of my coworkers didn't like it. I was like, well, what didn't you like about it? He's like, because Logan can't die. I mean, come on. I'm like, well, but I mean, and then I, I started talking to him a little bit about some of the comics and, you know, where they do have him set in the future, old man Logan, and then the... And the, the current the, Logan the, yeah. is dead. Right. So, I mean, yes, it's possible. And I said, well, do you not just like, what is it? You don't like the humanizing of the character? You know, he's been, you know, a quote unquote superhero for so long, and now he's, you know... At this point, he's been around it. for what centuries? Yeah, he's a couple hundred years old, I think, if I remember correctly, because this I, I is what twenty twenty nine, right? Is yeah. when that takes place. Yeah. And uh, in if you go the by comic, the uh, yeah, the X Men Origins comic, it's eighteen something where he's. I thought it was like something. late seventeen hundreds, wasn't it? Maybe it was eighteen hundreds. I'd have to look that up because I've got the comic. It's been mm. years since I read it, though. But you know, he's you know he's been around a couple centuries and you know he's seen so much stuff and you know now that he has his memory back it's like i don't want to remember this stuff anymore because you know everyone around me is gone and you know now i haven't read the old man logan comic 
is is how much is is established from the comic? Very little. Nothing. Very really. Little. It's, yeah, yeah, it's inspired the, by, the, but not the tone or the theme is there. Mm-hmm. Logan is defeated mm-hmm. and very tired, but in the comic, the villains have won, mm-hmm. and Logan is kind of settled in. Uh, he's broken. Because and it's funny they allude to it in the movie, but they don't talk about it, and they they kind of you almost get the feeling that it was Xavier, not Logan. But once again, they don't give you any detail to fill it out. Oh, the Westchester incident, right? What mm-hmm. happens in the comic is uh, Mysterio. <clears throat> the villains all cooperate to destroy the superheroes and take over, and so they break each other up so that the, it's the wrong fit for the hero. So they can get the better of them. And Mysterio... Like Acts of Vengeance back in the day. Yeah. Mm. Tricks Logan into thinking a whole mess of superheroes are attacking the X-Mansion. And he goes into berserk mode and kills all the X-Men. Wow. And he comes out of it amongst their bodies. And it so breaks him that with all the other heroes that have lost, you know, like... Uh, Thor's hammer mm-hmm. is left sitting somewhere in the southwest and people worship around it but Thor's gone and stuff like that uh, Storm marries Doom in a in a political alliance and, and uh, to you know kind of like bring about treaty America gets divided into New Latveria Kingpin's land and the west coast is Hulk land Banner went off the deep end and deep end, Allah wedded his cousin Jennifer Walters and gave birth to the Hulk clan. And the Hulk clan are a bunch of inbred, redneck, hillbilly, oh, by the way, spoilers, hillbilly types <laughs> wow. who, who are running Hulkland. And they're the ones who are victimizing Logan. And Logan has to do some cross country trip where he has to, like, deliver something cross country to make the hulk family happy um and he ends up not doing it and then he ends up you know and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because that one ends with him alive and actually with a little bit of hope hmm. okay. he, uh, it's, it, and it's kind of amusing too because he gets killed at the end of the comic fuck it i'm just going for it go for it he's he gets killed at the end of the comic because banner who's in full animalistic red man, redneck mode mm-hmm. after after Logan finally gets his balls back and kills the Banner clan, Banner consumes Wolverine. He literally eats him. Mm. Well, Wolverine's got his healing factor, and he heals up in his stomach and then just cuts his way out and kills Banner. It's beautiful. The Hulk is finally killed. And then there's a little baby Hulk that Banner has uh, sired, and it ends almost lone wolf and cub-like with Logan taking the baby and walking off into the sunset to raise him right and maybe fix the world that has been so fucked up. Hmm. And they continue this trope in the new Old Man Logan comic, which is post-Secret Wars, where there you have amalgamated worlds and dimensions now here in uh, the current Comic-Con and to- continuity. And they're doing a beautiful job with him like, 
flashing back to all the weird shit that happened and stuff like that. Mm. And he's still dealing with the trauma, meeting all the X-Men that he killed and trying to adjust and everything <laughs> like that. So they're doing a nice job with that, actually. Nice. I, it's one of the few comics I'm still getting. And I know he's going to be uh, the new, what, the fourth volume of Astonishing X-Men that's coming up. He's going to be the lead of the X-Men in mm-hmm. there. So. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. But the comic, the comic was great. Hawkeye is blind and uh i think oh logan agrees to go with on this trip with hawkeye for money to pay the hulk clan yes that's what it is and as a nice little joke because it's grim but they still throw in their little jokes so hawkeye has the spidey mobile Remember that toy sure, from the yeah, 70s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it actually existed. Oh, so it, he's no, got, it existed in the comics. You know, so he's got the Spidey mobile, and Logan agrees to go with him on this trip to deliver this thing he's got to deliver. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and their banter as a, as the buddy the buddy movie was it, it, it's well it's good. Yeah, you pick up good. old man, man Logan. Even yeah, even me fucking it up by spoiling the hell out of it. Pick it up and <laughs> yeah, read it yeah. because it's still worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and get it. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. sold me on that Oh, one. dude, it's, it is. Yeah. It's a nice one. Uh, Logan the movie. Uh, again, what it gets right with Deadpool nails the tone. Logan nails the tone it's going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Fox needs to now be the rated R superhero right. movie studio. That's the danger, yeah. Yeah, you have um, to pick and choose those. Mm-hmm. But I do, at least I hope this is what they learn from it. Take the X-Men as like the, the gr- big grand stories that they're doing, but veer them off into their own small stories. Mm-hmm. Right. And based on their own character's tone. <laughs> what? Sorry, what? Just, they own uh, Fantastic Four, right, Fox? Yes. Yeah. Sue, it's clobbering time, rip. <laughs> Go with the triple X route. Oh, sh- um, <laughs> I, I almost wish you didn't Matt, explain it. Matt. The triple X-Men. <laughs> Matt, leave leave that's, that's, that's for Andy. Me. Come on. All right. That's, it's all right. clobbering time. <laughs> Hell. Even I knew enough not to do that one. <laughs> Although, uh, should, should the log line be? It's, it's slobbering time. It's <laughs> slobbering time. Oh. And on that note, I'm going to go refill my water. Mm. Oh, great. Make sure you get some ice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it... Um, the uh, the Deadpool two trailer was also yes. there. Mm-hmm. That well, was, and, teaser, yeah. and it was neat too how they did it because it really did give you a moment of thinking the movie had begun. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they ran through that, and that shit was funny. <laughs> that oh. thing was so loaded with Easter eggs yep. too. Yeah, yeah. I missed Stan Lee though. I don't know how I he missed wasn't him in the, the, he wasn't in the, um, the theatrical? theatrical one. Okay. Well, he's only the internet version. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, apparently oh. he's only in the internet because that would explain why. Then, because yeah, there's a couple of differences between that. Um, were you I saying last week about shut the, up, uh, Stanley? Yeah, what were you saying last week about the um, uh, setting being the future tech not being so far off that it was stupid? It yeah. really yeah. did look just far enough in the future to be believable. Yeah, yeah it, it looked really like a 2029 20, uh, yeah. Chrysler 300. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. So automated driving trucks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but on highways that we would recognize right because yes of course i think i think if i had one gripe about the film it was the the whole standard storytelling trope of you know here's the nice family that you know takes yeah. him in but just kind of gets in the way mm-hmm. of you know logan and the people that are chasing after him so it's like i, do I we need uh, now 
don't get me wrong okay. i loved the the dinner sequence where mm-hmm. you know and apparently a lot of that was improvised between uh stewart and uh, uh jackman jackman thank you mm. so that was just he the, you know the director said you know just kind of go and they just you know sold it because mm-hmm. they known each other for so long now but right. uh, but that's that, that was my, probably my only problem with the film it's yeah like, I, I knew the, i knew the disposable family. family that you know is there for no other reason than to give them that quote-unquote perfect moment that you know gets destroyed and i knew they were doomed and yeah even if you didn't know it because it's a trope um the, the they fuck up the poor guy who just only prime is uh being in the Seven Eleven when the girl walks through, then I mean, yeah, he yeah. gets he gets tortured. So you know, even if they don't catch up with them while they're there, they're gonna fuck that family up, right? Sure, yeah. Although, e- even though though is expected that you know the dark times are coming mm-hmm. after this night, didn't expect it to get that dark. I did not expect to lose a Xavier mm-hmm. in that moment. No, no I didn't either. No, that, that, that caught that, me by that I, moment. I, I mean, f- as soon as you saw in the trailer, Logan all beat up with a shovel digging in the forest i was like oh mm. wow xavier dies shit right. i mean th- yeah that much was obvious yeah i thought it was going to be towards the end of the film and all of a sudden yeah, it's like oh yep. shit yeah but yeah that was that was X-24. nice and unexpected i did not buy logan's end moment when he does the oh that's what it's like that's what it feels like that's what it feels like you didn't like that be- well it's not a matter of like or not i just i didn't i didn't buy it it's it's not like <clears throat> he didn't feel good or anything, but okay. he's reflecting on ex- what Xavier said about a family that is nice and everybody gets along and they build. And it's oh. either Logan has to recapture that when he had that in the days of the X-Men, or he has to discover it for the first time. And he does it through X-23, and his sacrifice with her, and everything coming together at the end, I didn't see it at all. I read that line completely differently. I read that as this is what death feels like. Yeah, that's that's how I read it too. Oh no, I I, I read it as as how because she says it. daddy right and say like, oh and that's what it's like oh that's what it feels like. right and no. she that's says he, that's the joy she also says get. daddy, mm-hmm. which she probably would have said poppy. Because yeah. her, her language oh. is Spanish, even though she knows English, or maybe Papa. But I didn't buy the daddy line from her, not because of anything she did, but as written, mm-hmm. I didn't buy that. And him saying that. Now, that's one of the neat things I like about what you guys just said is that's I like layers to a line. Right. Yeah. And there's definitely layers in that. Because <clears throat> I, def- I could definitely buy. That oh yeah because okay this is death that's yeah mm-hmm. that's you know. that's how I read it um, yeah but I now didn't, now I didn't saying see I want to see it again and re, re- yeah because I scene. totally her, she's holding his hand and he's like oh that's what it feels like and I totally I totally he was flash he was going back to what Xavier was saying interesting so and I didn't feel that it it had quite gotten that to that extent I definitely think he has feelings for her and he cares about her. And he definitely loves her and everything like that. But that specific moment that I felt was Xavier was telling him, I don't, I didn't buy that. That was there. And I was gonna say it's clear that you know he tried really hard not to like her. Oh yeah, sure, the movie, sure. But, and uh, he eventually, of course, yeah. he does. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, in one of those ways, it's that complicated. You see yourself, mm-hmm. right? 
and in many ways you want to be that person you might have needed when you were that age and didn't have and you see the things that you don't like that you want to fix there's all of that there and it's actually in many ways that's that's a great the whole idea of your own clone even though she's like altered to be female mm-hmm. i think is a great concept because you got layers and layers of psychology that goes goes beyond right per- parenting it's right. not just parenting even though there's probably a lot of that in parenting when you know you have those ghastly ghoulish moments of you totally see your yourself and well your it happens all yeah, the time it's the classic yeah, sure. you know nature versus nurture argument which you know <laughs> clearly in that case it's both mm-hmm. you know so right. he's trying to nurture her towards you know being a better person than he was right as well as saying as difficult. well as admitting he's like i know your nature is to want to do this yeah. but here's why you should not yeah like in the convenience store yeah it was just that, was just, <laughs> 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 that yeah. other wolverine yeah was an actual, uh, yeah was he an actual character in the old man logan no no that's that's a that it's might just, you know i don't know if there was another if there was another X-Men story that they were pulling from. I vaguely remember there being like a Logan clone yeah, in because, some and, comic. Well, and, and of course, X-23, that is her story. She is yeah. a clone of him. So there might be another story they're pulling from. I don't do X-Men anymore, so I don't know. Mm. You know, unlike some people who do X-Men in the Funkos. But mm. um, <clears throat> so I'm not totally familiar with that. I think there is a pull from there. But I don't know about him fighting his his younger, crazier self. But this that is was cool. Weirdly specific, but the makeup job on him when he's laying on the uh, on the in the hospital with the, the veterinarians or whatever the hell it was oh, after the fight yeah. with Wolverine mm-hmm. with the other Wolverine. Yeah, that was that was amazing makeup. That was oh insane. yeah, yeah. I, I probably a lot of it was digital at this point, but well, still. and then just the way they made him like. Older and grizzlier than Hugh Jackman actually is, mm-hmm. and it was realistic. Like you're yeah. looking at it, and it's like, oh, okay, it feels like what he would look like, you know, maybe 10, mm-hmm. 15 years yeah. from now. You know, well, just, in the comic, just, he's completely white haired. Yeah, I, but I just met like the way they they aged Jackman with yeah. the makeup. It just it looked so realistic. It didn't look like like a lot of times when you see aging makeup, it just doesn't look very no, good no and this it really really looked well looked good yeah i yeah i did i i really i really did enjoy the movie i like the little gratuitous moment where all the kids get together around pierce and finish him off mm-hmm. yeah you know i was sort of like oh, oh you guys but at the same time i liked the kids enough that i was like okay uh, and Pierce did enough to establish himself right. as a villain to hate that I was like, all right, okay, this is... There was a fine. weird little bit of... Uh, it was like um, their little catharsis. Yeah. Um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, too. There was a, there was yeah. a moment yeah. in those tra- during when the train was there and mm-hmm. they were chasing... Yeah, I had a real Mad Max moment there. Oh, no, not the train. Just when he, when he gets with all the kids. Because that's the oh. Mad Beyond Thunderdome. That's what he's got. Is so that's weird, because I had, I had the uh, the Road Warrior flashback when they were doing, when he was being traced... In the train scene, mm-hmm. all the kids doing all using all their powers simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like that's a hell of a death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting frozen and, and burned and doing and... <laughs> stuff too. Like they're all bound up, but that one kid zaps the the Humvee and shocks the guy in mm-hmm. it. And the because 
One of the things I always hate is you have, oh, kids with amazing powers on the run. And you always get that obligatory. They're running through the forest in fear from the guys with the guns. And it's like, where are their amazing powers? What the fuck happened? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like when hot, badass chick gets punked in the third reel so the hero has someone to save. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a lot like that. And I hate that trope. It irritates the shit out of me. So at first, I was sort of like, oh, God. Damn it. You know, these are what the, you know, mm-hmm. and especially because a few of those kids had some pretty awesome stuff. Right. But eventually it came around. So right. that was cool. And the way they had the Reavers brutally manhandling the kids mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. I, I was, it was wiser than not to use the Reaver with the tank treads. That would have. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. looking for him. But, yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. I remember. I remember uh, lots of 70s movies. I'm watching, I'm introducing Vernon to Assault on Precinct 13 by John Carpenter. Okay. The original one? Yes. Nice. Which has the scene where nine, 10 year old Kim Richards gets shot and you see it. And the guy turns and points the gun at her and poof, and um, her blood, the, her chest just. Poof, in blood and she does a great right. job of just being stunned as she falls dead and it was funny because vernon was like never could do that nowadays yeah they, they, they really you know, do try not to shooting, show yeah, violence against yeah, children showing the the death of the child yeah children being dead eh, they'll talk show, about it but yeah, yeah they, 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 sh- they don't show anymore so and the reavers manhandling these kids where they got a little brutal mm-hmm. was that was some that was that that eventually and just the fact that they were the reavers because at first i I was the okay bunch of cybernetic guys whatever Mm -hmm. and then somebody calls them the reavers later on and i remember listening to jay and miles when they were talking about the mutant massacre and the introduction Mm -hmm. of the reavers and stuff yeah um you, you were talking about the the identifying with the alzheimer's stuff oh yeah Stupidly, because I was out working on the uh, strip doing caricatures this weekend, when Caliban <laughs> got to the part where they pulled the thing away and is blistering in the sun, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel for you, Caliban. I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you feel that way now, buddy. Yeah, no, I know. No, we'll be working at night after the next couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was. Ow, poor Caliban. And the way he sold himself. I almost, it, you know, I understand Pierce had to go at a later time, but it, in many ways, I was, it was sort of like, it would have been so cool if that's when Pierce bought it. Yeah, but with when the grenades, Caliban did yeah, yeah. drop the grenades. He took out a couple, you, he took you, out a couple reavers with him. Yeah, and you still got, what's the his doctor name? Too, the doctor, too. What's oh, his name yeah. playing the doctor, yeah, yeah. you know, who turns out to be the, the, the real villain. Right, right. Pierce is the antagonist, but the doctor's the real villain. Right. Sure. Uh, one interesting thing that was on a Geek Tyrant, where it talks about that uh, Logan's death. If you, I never saw the Wolverine, but mm-hmm. there's a character in the Wolverine that actually does a prediction of Logan's death in Logan. Oh, yeah, uh, the character Yukio. Mm-hmm. Right. She says to him, "I see you on your back. There's blood everywhere, and you're holding your own heart in your hand." That's how she explains to it. So if you see Logan, you know the end of the film, Wolverine's lying on his back, blood everywhere, with his heart in his hand. In this case, his heart belonged to his daughter, Laura, a.k.a. X-23. So he actually made it a point to make sure that that uh, came true. It's it's really funny to see them 
in, in, in many ways, kind of trying to redeem the previous. Because this movie is way and above the other Wolverines. Oh, right. I mean, and so many yeah. people are actually saying it's the, their favorite X-Men, period. But I, I don't even bother going there. I'll just categorize Wolverines. And, right. And it really is way and above. But there is a little hint of redemption because they don't play up real hard. Oh, forget about those movies. You know? well, in fact, you need those movies to get this movie. Sure. Right. You you can't go into this cold. You can't bring somebody in that's never seen an X Men movie into right. this and expect them to get it all. Mm-hmm. They they might get, they they'll get the theme some of it, but they won't get the any of the nuance. So you need the other X Men movies to understand this movie. It is a offshoot movie, even though it doesn't take place in that world, quote unquote. Right. So I was really impressed by that aspect too, that yeah. it is a x-men sequel mm-hmm. right sorts. but definitely its own movie it's yeah. not a retread or a nope. rehash or a let's repeat all the stuff that worked last time so thank you fox yeah yeah and it's so yeah. rarely it's can not, we thank you for yeah. anything. right so this and this is the second thank you yep so keep going yeah so just remember Impressive. fox from here forward keep your hands off let well, the artists do what they do. Well, well, let's let's think about this for a second. The last big failure mm-hmm. was Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. right? And that was one that they didn't stay true to the feel of the characters, didn't stay true to really the right. characters whatsoever, or even the material. Yeah, and as Kirsten pointed out when we were talking about that, the whole thing of that is their family first. Yeah, and that's what gets them through the. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's the real big one on FF. Yeah, the, the, the I think. With Trank, when he was trying to do this Cronenberg body horror, mm-hmm. you might have had something extraordinary if it was this. This is all horrible for everybody, but the four of them get each other through it. That actually could have been quite something. Yes. Right. But yep. but being the execs being wedded to, and I, I don't know where Trank was going. Sure. Of course. But it never will. Being wedded to. Uh, oh, they become they become a family through this. It's like, well, uh, you know, yeah. that's going to happen. So that coupled together with this, I'm going to have a little hope in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, uh, the, what's the next thing on the horizon for uh, for Fox? Yeah. For Fox, we do know that uh, Deadpool 2, of course, is happening. Sure. X-Force is happening with Cable uh, and Deadpool. Okay. Oh my God! That if if, if it's what's his name from Stranger Things, he is on his motherfucking way. Is that is if he if he comes close to nailing Cable, one of the more popular comics characters, and those movies are, you, are done well. Are you talking about Harper, the the sheriff? Oh, he's dude. he's the major rumor. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, it's yeah. not official yet, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm still, I, Kurt, I'm still pulling for Kurt Russell, but yeah. <laughs> myself, I I actually agree with the oh. the Stephen Lang argument. Kurt if, Russell is not going to be. That's not going to be no. No, because Kurt Russell is in Guardians. But if if that happens, man, that is that is. I mean, it won't be the next Wolverine, sure. but holy crap! Now the Gambit movie apparently is still on. So I don't know what to think about that one uh, at all. It's going to be a little messed up yeah. right there, that one. Oh, boy. I just don't. You know, but, hey, Channing Tatum. Is it going to be Channing Tatum? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Magic Mike. Gambit was clearly a Hey Girls character, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, fine. Okay, yeah. there's your match. 
I hope it works. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. mean, I still remember in the Deadpool 2 promo when Reynolds' ass hit the phone booth <laughs> window. Oh, yeah. Paul Lett would, was, was yeah. all, all right, yeah. You know, she was, <laughs> she cat called. So, all right. You, you got, you know, fine. I'd like to. We couldn't nice, we do nice women little. prouder? Give them something better than a gambit movie, but fine. Nice to get some fan service for the ladies now too. <laughs> but those are the only ones I know for sure that are that are truly happening. I know there's, of course, there's the X Men TV show, which has kind of a name, but they're not going with that name, so I'm not even. Hmm. Hmm. Till they have a name, I can't really and talk Legion about. Legion is has, very and, interesting. And again, Legion's happening. So I'm, I'm, but it's I'm completely caught up. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's its own yeah. Logan thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's actually separate. I mean, they haven't referenced any of the X Men stuff yet, but they've they've referenced mutant kind in the in the TV series. And it's looking like that other series is going to have uh, Thunderbird. Is that his name? Thunderhawk, Th- Warhawk, Thunderbird is the uh, the X Men that gets killed in the second or third issue yes. of the uh, yeah yes but the, also but also his brother his brother went on is, to, is his brother Warhawk. Warbird Warbird that's it so Warbird Warhawk so Warbird was uh, Carol Danvers you, you lost me <laughs> hmm so that much I know but that's all I know what's happening with X Men and what's happening in your X Men what do you think of Logan write to us comments at uglycountshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Check Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Yeah. Oh, more of these. More of these, please. Kong, yes. Kong's well, next. Well, Kong yeah. and... I still got to see... Uh, oh, what's the, what's the horror movie? Get Out? Get Out. Get Out. Yeah, I've heard 98% Rotten Tomato. Yeah. Mm, wow, there you All go. Right. People are loving yeah. it. Yeah. Been... And I hear that's one you got to see in the theater to get mm. right. So... Mm. That's not often you hear that about a horror movie. I know you're going to find this awful, but I just don't care for horror movies that much, and so I probably won't see that one. So I, 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 I will I absorb it through you. I don't begrudge mm. that anybody. I realize horror is its own. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, that's its own genre. That's okay. I, I, I adopt I, I like that horror my stories. Very own. I don't care for the movies. Me and Jake Godbold, we got scares. this. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> Although you should see Cabin in the Woods because yes. that's a that's yeah no it's, it's on the very short list of things to watch. Yeah, you can borrow I, my I, copy if you want. Oh, it's on Netflix still. I oh, think. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, it, that um, is a good movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I haven't watched that because that's why I know I have to sit down and watch everything I've been watching lately. Has been stuff I can watch oh. of, with one eye while I'm doing other shit. Yeah, that's when you want to pay attention. That's to. why I actually, actually yeah I've got to watch some Star Trek soon because I haven't. Uh, because I can't just watch that while I'm doing other stuff. Now I have to be counting you know, costumes and shit. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. job rewards the people watching carefully. Right. Yes. In so many ways. But also, it also helps to watch a lot of horror movies going into it. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the pinhead I don't know references. about that. You don't have to, yeah, but, it's, but it has a lot of horror in jokes to very specific properties. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, and a quick shout out on YouTube, History Buffs. It's an interesting channel. This guy is reviewing history movies, mm-hmm. and he'll talk about the historical accuracy um, and and where they play and what he likes about the movie, uh, despite that or because of it and everything. And he runs the gamut from he's talked about Zulu. He's got Lawrence of Arabia. He's talked about Vikings, the TV series. He's he's run around a bit and he seems pretty informed and knows his shit, so that's very interesting. 
history buffs. No. I bought, listened to a uh, uh, Master and Commander. Ah, okay. Yeah, which is uh, one of the first ones I watched, and that was pretty good. Yeah. I listened to a firefighter today, and somebody asked him what the most accurate firefighting movie was. was none of them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Backdraft, where yeah. the fire has a mind of its own. He's very specifically <laughs> can, mentioned Backdraft. You can like, look at it. And goes, he goes, two minutes into a fire, all you can see is black. There, there's no running out of a fire with a baby. You can't see anything. <laughs> you can't stare on the fire and have this moment. That's yeah. funny because yeah. I remember going to Universal and watching the backdraft experience where it's like yeah. you, you yeah, go all the I did that. And, and how often Ron Howard was specifically saying he worked directly with firefighters to try to get mm-hmm. it as realistic as possible. Yeah. But you still have to be able to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's what it comes down to. That's true. I actually watched firefighters training out in a, out in a house out in the desert that they'd gotten hold of. Um, and they just kept burning. I spent the whole day watching them burn a house down over and over. Yeah. They just kept setting it on fire and putting it out. But one of the things they made him do is go into the, the big living room area and let the room fill up with smoke while they sat there with the respirators on watching it fill up with smoke until they vented it. But they're just sitting there calmly letting the room fill with smoke in minutes. Wow. Sounded terrifying to Interesting me. and frightening at the same yeah. time, yeah. Wow. It's like that military thing where they run you through the, the, the hallway with the tear gas. Right, right. All right, there's five of you and one gas mask. Go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Never heard of this. No, yeah. Wow. I don't know about the one gas mask. I've never heard about people going through the yeah. tear gas. Well, they'll, they'll, yeah, they, they, there's like limited amount of time they can actually have the gas mask or either take it off or put it on after X amount of time. Mm. And, yeah. Tear gas. That's just Johnson. Oh, Johnson's shit. lit on fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention geeky things. I did a uh, music video for uh, almost the killers. I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, save that for next week. That's like something you should have led with. (laughs) Way to bury the lead, fact check journalist Andy. That's a teaser for next week, folks. That might be the most Andy moment we've had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. British politician sex, JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? Yeah.